Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan. Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we name someone's future child, or at least 50% of someone's future child, or a 50% chance that we name 100% of their future child. Anyway, we give it a name. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, joining us this week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're very excited, very lucky to have a comedian, actress, writer, Tig Notaro. Uh, you might know her from the Sarah Silverman program where she plays Officer Tig. Um, you might also know her as a delightful uh, stand-up comic. Tig, welcome to Jordan Jesse Go. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you. I'm checking my cell phone. Okay, good. Do you, could you just continue to do just other <laughs> stuff throughout the program? Would that Tig be and something? I are, Tig and I are something. texting about your outfit. Oh, I'm wearing just a white, plain white T-shirt. That's what we're texting about. We well, can't believe it. Honestly, I don't know that you and I look any better. <laughs> no, I say we. I think we do. Really? Yeah, we're oh. dressed like sixteen-year-olds. Sure, that's fine. It's <laughs> a good point. You guys are dressed like sixteen-year-olds. Now it. I am dressed like a sixteen-year-old juvenile delinquent in 1958. Yeah. So your jeans are a little too baggy for that, though. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to be. I, didn't mean I actually to... think they were kind of tight. Well, I mean, relative to a juvenile delinquent in the 1950s. I don't feel like I get along with you two. I feel like we. <laughs> Do you want to just go? I mean, you don't have to stay here. I mean, you already made your appearance. That's an, I mean, that's really more than we deserve. Yeah, I mean, we can tell. We'll just let Comedy Central know that you came in. You scheduled this yourself. Uh-huh. You promoted uh-huh. the Sarah Silverman program. Um, while a horn was going off in the background. While a horn was going off in the background. Um, that's we what actually, they're looking for. We actually, that's our emergency horn when uh, <laughs> when a show isn't going well. Uh-huh. <laughs> it goes off when this the guest is, isn't enjoying themselves. We're, we're it, right in the middle of an emergency. Yeah, exactly. You didn't see my hand slipping underneath the table to press the red button. Uh-huh. Um, we do that in case uh, a guest is failing, or bank robbers. If there's bank robbers, we'll also do that. <laughs> the police come either way. Or if your yeah. guest is a bank robber, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. should definitely sound the alarm. We had the Hamburglar on once, and we didn't know what to do, honestly. <laughs> yeah, we weren't sure, because he doesn't really rob banks, only hamburgers. McDonald's, he robs McDonald's to get hamburgers. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm familiar with the guy. <laughs> Does he eat the hamburgers? No, yeah, <laughs> he hoard them. No, he uh, ships them overseas. Oh, he's a new. He's in the import export business. Why don't we call McDonald's and ask him what the hamburger does with the hamburgers? <laughs> Just call some. Isn't he a hamburger? <laughs> no, yeah. that's Mayor McCheese. You're thinking of. Oh, wait. What's the hamburger? What does he look like? He's just a man. He's just he's a man. Just a man. <laughs> yeah. Well, in my opinion, he's much more than a man. He's an American hero. (laughs) That's for him to be like, I'm just a man. Yeah. I mean, I think he probably thinks of himself as the Nietzschean Superman. I think I know if I'm not mistaken, Tig is saying that he should place his the gender is not oh, a okay. binary, Jordan. Okay. We learned that at UC Santa Cruz. Jordan gender is not a binary, it's a continuum, and he should be allowed to identify himself 
along that continuum. And in sure. his case... I wasn't saying that the at all. <laughs> Now, to be clear, what you were saying is that his <laughs> continuum, rather than having two points, male Please. and female identity, Stop it. Please. has I, a third point, no, no, that's not. hamburger. So, Would you sound the emergency alarm again? <laughs> yeah. Can someone please sound the emergency alarm? Okay. Well, anyway, we have a great show planned. We're going to name some more stuff. I don't know if you've heard about this, Tig, but uh, uh, on Jordan Jesse Go recently, we've declared that we would like to name things. I don't uh, follow this show. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. No, it's fine. I mean, you're going to leave anyway, I hope. Um, but we're going to name some stuff. Uh, we've got some very minor momentous occasions coming up. Just not a lot of momentous stuff happening this week. You know yeah. what I mean, yeah. Jordan? Your voice really went up high. It's uh, you got to have a big dynamic range. Mm-hmm. You have to have a, a tonal range and a dynamic range. If you want to be a compelling broadcaster, <laughs> that's the key: is <laughs> raising it up and bringing bring it, it down. down. So, are you saying I have a future? Absolutely. In broadcast. We'll bring it up. Try bringing it up and and taking I'm it down. Bringing it up. That's great. Well, no, you know it is not great, Jordan, because you also have to. Bring it down. That's great. We have some uh, kind of on-air spots we have to read for the uh, local aluminum siding place. If you would read those, if you could do great. those, we just have you do those live really? for aluminum siding. I know you're you've always hated paint because you have to repaint every couple years. Yeah, um, because it can be a tremendous expense. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan and I'm Tig Notaro. <laughs> okay. Wow, that was great. <laughs> you had the range was really good. Mm-hmm. There's a, I mean, overall it was good. I mean, overall, it was I go- feel like it really went well. Okay, so B plus. He, here's the thing: your the, the range you're using is really excellent. Um, your timing. Now I know you're a comedian, and for comedians, timing is everything. Mm-hmm. Your timing probably could have been better because Jordan was still talking when you. Well, s- when I feel like talking, I do. So. Uh, okay. Um, Let's can, get back to the show. Can we just yeah. do regular stuff? Okay. Okay. I'm back. We're back. I'm back. Uh, Jordan, did you know this? I don't know if you knew this about me. You know a lot of stuff about. We've been friends for a long time. Tig, we only we only just met at the uh, uh, Bumbershoot Comedy Festival, Mm -hmm. so you don't know a lot about me. Mm -mm. Um, Here's something I bet neither of you knew about me. She knows how much dope you can smoke. (laughs) Now that you guys hung out at Bumbershoot, (laughs) right? Smoked dope. Remember the, no. that dube? How fat that dube was? No. That we puffed? <laughs> I actually didn't hang out with him. He just had me on his show. And then yeah. I ran into him at the airport. Yeah, well, we, we were on the same plane flight. Man, you guys so were baked on the airplane? That is no. wild. I was, so, I was, no. I was no. high in more ways than one. So I was on an airplane. Did you guys maybe at least eat at the, the California P- Pizza Kitchen ASAP? <laughs> no. Hmm. You guys don't sound very close at all. <laughs> No, we're like best friends. She's my second best friend. You're my first best friend, Jordan. Oh, thanks. Um, I'm a certified outdoorsman. Yeah? I have a buck knife. In fact, it's here on my desk. Check out my buck knife. Okay. Are you threatening us? You have us? it indoors on a desk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's just say I got attacked by a cougar. Would, would I you thought guys... you just said, let's, let's say, say the... I got a text 
by a cougar. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I'm a married man. I would never, uh, I would never mm-hmm. flirt over text. I was picturing with an animal, an animal. texting you. Yeah, they can't text. They mm-hmm. certainly wouldn't text me because I'm spoken for. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Well, then this was a waste of time for me to come down here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Tig Jordan. First, she's interrupting you. Now she wants to leave when I just introduced a ripe topic, which is the fact that I'm an outdoorsman and I have a buck knife. <laughs> Jesse, come on. Ladies don't come on podcasts to promote their careers or have a good time. They come to meet a rich husband. Yeah. Oh. And you just crushed her dreams when you talked about how devoted you are to your stupid wife. Exactly. And my buck knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. But let's just rich say... Rich podcasters. Let us perchance suppose yes. that a cougar, the animal, mm-hmm. were to attack us right now. Who would be best prepared? And that's my motto I, I just invented, always be prepared. <laughs> I bet your dog would handle this situation. Yeah, I think Coco is probably most, most well-equipped because of her instincts. Okay, second most, second best prepared. Now remember, I've I got a buck knife. I would throw your dog. I would throw your dog <laughs> at the cougar. Right. So okay. I'm next prepared. <laughs> okay, second. I'm hiding too. So, me third. Yeah, you're gonna be screwed. But I'm reasonable. I mean, I'm well prepared compared to if I didn't have a buck knife. I wasn't an outdoorsman. Probably. I I imagine you're more of a danger to yourself <laughs> with the buck knife. You think I just cut myself? Yeah, I think so. Like, you ow. cut off a finger when you're trying to uh, close put, it. Put it back in Are the, you a cutter? Yeah. Um, not anymore, uh-huh. I, but it was a really a long journey for me. Uh-huh. We don't talk about that a lot on this show, though. About your cutting days or cutters in general? Um, and no, my, my cutting days. It's just a, it's kind of a personal thing. Uh-huh. I'd rather focus on um, public stuff like uh, my skills in outdoorsmen. Um, what what different kind of knives I have now to kind of fill that void? He'll just brush his teeth and then drink a big glass of orange juice. Yeah, mm. that's kind of what he's into now. That's how I to, punish myself. He needs to, but it's safer. It's, it's as bad, but it's safer. <clears throat> um, yeah. It's actually extra. It helps me not get sick because of the vitamin C, mm-hmm. and I prevent scurvy. That's a plus. You're Which still is, out there trying to prevent scurvy, aren't you? Well, I don't see anybody else doing it. Somebody's got to take on that mantle. No, I think it's now that the the Royal Navy has dropped that ball. Somebody's got to scoop in, ride in, and pick it up, or else people's teeth are going to be falling out right and left. They're going to be going mad uh, and wasting away and dying. Well, I just oh, it's not around anymore, so you don't have to worry about that. He's been doing his job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you thank yeah. Congratulations, Jesse. You single-handedly eliminated scurvy. It's called taking care of business. TCB, Jordan. Okay. TCBS. Now, Jesse, care I'm, of business I'm, with I'm regard surprised to, scurvy. to hear that you have this new outdoorsy bent. Um, so I'm an inner city youth. Well, yeah. I mean, well, just kind of when we we went to UC Santa Cruz, which is you know a reasonably outdoorsy place. It's yeah. a beautiful. Kind of hilly Wooded. scenery. There's a lot of you know beaches. clubs, that, beaches, clubs that focus on outdoorsy things, uh, and you which expressed is, which is nothing good, but contempt for it the entire time. Because usually, when when most people go clubbing, it's you know bubble night or it's you know disco night, something like that. Mechanical mostly outdoorsy, th- mostly outdoorsy themes at UC Santa Cruz. Yeah, for the why clubs. can't why is outdoorsy? Why is that word so popular? Why can't you just say outdoors? 
Because <laughs> he's under a, a, a tent or a gazebo. When you say yeah. I'm into outdoorsy things, it completely cancels it out. <laughs> you know? It, it cancels it out? It takes because away of, the I, tough guy. Like, because out, of the popularity of the, of the word? Because I'm using just, a word that's too popular? Outdoorsy. No, because the Y sounds like yeah, you sound like just, a sissy. Yeah, it just sounds like. Well, I am a sissy. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Well then, maybe you are having outdoorsy times. I think sissies can be outdoorsy. There's no, there's nothing yeah, to prevent a sissy from. Yeah, I guess when you say outdoorsy, I picture him running around a maypole. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Well, that's what I assumed he was doing. Throwing a basket of uh, rose petals up You're in the air for the no reason. The only reason you're picturing that is because of the big box of multicolored ribbons behind me, which are totally unrelated. I'm going to weave them into a... outdoorsy business? Yeah. It has nothing to do with my outdoorsy interests. My outdoorsy interests have to do with a little place called Angeles National Forest. Maybe you've heard of it? Nope. It's a land of many uses. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, it says, it says so right on the sign. Hmm. Did For you example, go there? outdoorsy activities take place there, such as me pitching a tent twice. Wow. I pitched a tent two <laughs> times. <laughs> the first time was a failure. <laughs> yeah, why'd you have to pitch it twice? We went, okay, so Teresa and Coco and I drove up to the Angeles National Forest, uh, a beautiful wooded area, uh, uh, I guess northeast of uh, Los Angeles. Um, we went into this campground and we're driving around looking for a camping spot. It's the kind where you like just pick one out and then put $10 in a slot or something. Mm. And um, we see this group of 12-year-olds. You hand $10 to an owl. Yeah. Flies away with it. <laughs> um, an outdoorsy owl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Wearing a top hat. <laughs> That's what outdoorsy means to you, wearing a top hat, Jordan. I'm I'm just saying I agree with Tegan that that adding the the Y just kind of makes it sound like a real, real more foppish enterprise than maybe it actually I think it's was. Actually, an IE, I feel like. Outdoorsy, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're Either driving way. around these camp spots. We see this huge group of young people and some older people, but mostly like your 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds, uh, uh, a multi-ethnic group. We think it's a school camping group or something like that. We're, we're happy to see them. We wave out the door. Uh, they wave back to us. We finally go pick out a spot. I put up the tent, which is fantastic work, by the way. It's just delightful to put up a tent. You connect these poles together. It is just great fun. It is fantastic. Mm, sounds like it. It is, Jordan. I can't hearing even begin to it. tell you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Just hearing about it's amazing. I can only imagine what doing it was like. Um, or just seeing it in person. I, I put together yeah. I put together a fire. Do you have photos? <laughs> uh, I, uh, let me grab my phone. I took some quick phone shots. No, we don't really want to see him. Um, <laughs> he doesn't understand humor. Yeah. Um, and I, I built a fire. Put together a fire, gathered some wood first, built a fire. Um, I'm a fire. Do you mean purchased? <laughs> fire Do you mean purchased some wood? No, I, I I purchased it. If by purchase you mean gathered from the land, hmm. I found dry wood because you can't light a fire with moist wood, Tig. You know this as well as I do. Oh, I do. Um, and uh, some gentlemen came over. It's just just starting to get dark. We're all some set gentlemen? up. Gentlemen, did they offer you a mint julep? <laughs> some outdoorsy gentlemen. <laughs> yes, they were outdoorsy gentlemen. One only one of the two guys was wearing a top hat. So you guys are way off base. Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two. They tell us, oh, just so you guys know, you can't camp here. 
And we're like, what? What do you mean? And they're like, yeah, we have a special dispensation. Sorry, one of my counselors must have left the gate open, but there's no camping here. So it was this it was this moment of terror because apparently these 12-year-olds have the run of this camping area. Mm. Um, and we're out of luck. So, and, and they're like... And you felt terrorized. I did feel terrorized. Well, my top hat certainly fell off my head because I was so shocked. Okay. And uh, so we had to go. There was this mo- it was this moment of crisis, guys. It was a moment of crisis. It's the kind of place where leaders are born. Natural, gifted leaders. Uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, for example. Theodore Roosevelt and the Rough Riders um, were born out of a crucible such as this. I I see where this is going. You started crying. (laughs) No, 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 Jordan. No, I did not start crying. You finally stopped crying? (laughs) (laughs) You took five seconds to stop crying. You guys, no, 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 no. Okay. Teresa was ready to go home because it was dark. Mm-hmm. It was just, the sun was just disappearing behind the mountains. And here we were, we'd, everything was prepared, but now we were going to have to go to a different campground and start over. But you know what? I was uncowed. I was not afraid. Just like Teddy Roosevelt when he invaded Spain with the Rough Riders, I was unafraid to... <laughs> I'm allergic to this story. <laughs> <laughs> to whip, I whipped out my buck knife. Uh-huh. Made quick work of disassembling the tent. Sure. He chopped up the tent with a knife. No, I just had my buck knife in case a no. cougar his came wife or and whatever. His dog. <laughs> they survived. And we went to another campground. I set it up again. Now I'm a camping genius. I made a new fire with new wood that I gathered using a lantern. I made hot dogs. Made hot dogs? Well, I, I didn't have an abattoir there. I wasn't. Well, that's what a real man does. That's what yeah. Teddy Roosevelt did. Did he do that? Mm-hmm. Traveled with a mobile abattoir. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, so, uh, you know. We're no fools over here. I just thought I could snowball you if yeah. I talked fast. Yeah. Well, you can't. can't. just uh, randomly say, I made hot dogs. I'm okay. a hot dog maker. You can't have me get up, crack a dawn, drive across town from Venice and lie to me about how you make hot dogs. You're now, a hot dog maker. <laughs> number number one, Tig. Yes. You did get up at the Cracker Dawn, but that was of your own volition. We did not. We do not record shortly after the Cracker Dawn. It's well into the day when we start to record. I woke up at four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's you, why she's so belligerent Did you walk today. over? I did not. I, uh... You just like to get up for the farm report. I was nervous. I was nervous about this interview. Yeah. Um, so anyway, about what a great outdoorsman I am. You just said it. You just got done. I what made else is there? eggs. Did you kill a... something? No, I didn't kill anything. Well, An story's over then. doesn't kill you anything. You packed up your tent and you headed home. Yeah. You had a great time. Yeah. Can I ask you guys Are you just going to talk about more stuff you cooked? No. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question? Yes. You guys are outdoorsy, right? No, not even close. You're at more outdoors. I'm indoors-ish. I'm indoorsy. I, when you go camping, mm-hmm. once you make your tent and you cook the hot dogs, and then you make s'mores, and then you go in the te- tent and oh, go to bed. God, I don't know, Coco guy went crazy. Then you go in the tent, and you go to bed, and, and then you wake up the next morning, and you make your eggs and your bacon. Yeah. Then what do you do? You eat it. 
No, okay, I did that. Okay. Yeah, but then what? Then you just pack up and go home? That's what I did. I wasn't sure what else to do. Yeah, well, usually, like, maybe take a hike or... Uh, raft. Or, um... Bird watch. Bird watch. Bird watching. Um, listen, I did not suggest that you go do this out in the woods. You could have cooked the hot dogs at home, looked at some birds out of your window. Now, so what you're saying is that when my wife... Ter- you wasted when, gas. When my wife, Teresa, yeah. said that it was your idea, she was lying? time of national crisis. It was just a waste of gas? Yeah. Yeah. You're not an environmentalist. You got in your car, no, drove out. No, I am. I'm green conscious. I have green consciousness. Well, you sure as hell destroyed some forest wood. Mm-hmm. You pitched two tents, which destroys two piles of dirt. And you burned 80 bucks in gas doing it. And Congratulations. stabbed your wife. Mm-hmm. And dog. You guys are really fucking with my identity right now. I thought I knew. I thought I knew who I was. I mean, I got out there in the woods, you know, in the nature, in the campground area. Might as well just shoot some wolves from a helicopter there, Palin. Man, yeah. I thought I had found. You know, it's like I'm 27 years old. I've spent the last 27 years just like, just searching for something. Just. I doubt you were searching as an infant. I wouldn't say a full 27 years. Yeah. I, I would think there were a few 20, years. I mean, it's been more than, more than 20 years I've spent trying to figure out. Like, I know I have these gifts. I have a uh, voice, vocal modulation gift. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, uh, you know, so I have these gifts. And. I didn't know what I didn't know who I was in the world. I, I wanted to know who I was really, and I th- Jesse. Basically, all that you're thought, good at is cutting yourself, and you gave that up. This is a cutter turned outdoorsy. Outdoorsy. Oh jeez. An outdoorsy cutter. You drove up into the woods and you were cutting your arms, weren't you? That's right. what happened. And you brought this stuffed squirrel. It's wearing a hula dress or whatever. It's not wearing a hula dress. It's wearing a cardigan. (laughs) Why do you have a stuffed squirrel in a hula skirt? It's a cardigan. A cardigan, whatever. They're very similar. (laughs) Very similar. A listener's mom crocheted it for me. A listener's mom? Yeah. Okay. A listener's. All I'm saying is if you're reaching out to us and saying I'm a cutter... And I was cutting. I'm an outdoorsy cutter. Then that's fine. But if you want to make up all this other garbage about <laughs> the, um, you know, your your outdoorsy escapades. Yeah, you what, told us that you gave an owl money and it was wearing clothes. That just seems so far fetched, Jesse. Well, you guys are. You guys have already admitted that you're indoorsy. So you don't even know about what and owls do in the cutter. wild. You've only seen owls in captivity, I bet. I bet you've only seen owls in the zoo where they I've make them... I've captured owls myself, barehanded. Yeah, I, you can capture them from a window. You lure them with mice. I guess... All I can say is this, you guys. For my own sake and for the sake of my family, I just hope that you are breaking me down to build me up. Because if you are breaking me down... To leave me that way, then mission accomplished because I'm a broken man. Cool. 
Great. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Tig. Tig, do you want to come up with a nickname? That's kind of a, an yeah, offer can, we extend if you want a nickname, to our guests. You can come up with one. Because we have nicknames. We have these nicknames we've chosen. Well, I used to think the Notorious T.I.G. was good, but Margaret Cho years ago took uh, Notorious yeah. C.H.O. But mine works better because... It's My last similar. name is Notaro. Right. Yeah. Oh. And that's that means notoriety and also you're funny. So Yeah, so that's it good. also works better. Um Well gosh, thanks guys. Yeah, no problem. Jordan, sometimes I wonder. Hmm. You now you've always dressed like a thirteen year old. Sure. There's no doubt about that. That's been a subject of discussion on the program before. And you've There's always no dated thirteen year olds. Yes, absolutely. Which was really cool when I was thirteen. Now it's just a little bit of a hassle. It seems. It seems like now more and more, your job requires you to have the lifestyle of a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. Um, now most thirteen-year-olds, just to be clear, most thirteen-year-olds don't interview like a Will Ferrell or an sure. Andre Three Thousand. So in that sense, you have a different lifestyle. Yeah. Most thirteen-year-olds haven't met and made friends with Frank Stallone. Right. I've done that. Which you have very done. Very adult, very adult uh, activities. But at the same time, like for example, this weekend, Jordan, sure. what, what did you do this weekend? <clears throat> uh, this weekend, I, I drove down to Orange County. Uh, I, had, I just had two work-related things in Orange County. Uh, one was an autism benefit, and then the other one was a, a skateboard contest. Uh, With autistic people? Mm-hmm. Awesome. It was uh, a lot of injuries, a lot of deaths. Yeah, because you really need, ultimately, the skills of skateboarding are intensely dependent upon empathy. If you don't have empathy, you're nowhere in skateboarding. Yeah, so, um, yeah, definitely my quest to adultify myself a little bit has been severely halted thanks to my job where, um, you know, my, my jobs include playing video games and, um, yeah, yeah, playing video games and going to skateboard things, and um, yeah, and they and they just really encourage my my uh, stunted maturation by sending me free video games and then giving me free shorts and t-shirts to wear. <laughs> like now, these things that I was buying for myself that I kind of wanted to stop. Like I was pre this job, I was thinking maybe I should stop playing so many video games. Maybe I should start dressing a little more like an adult. Now. I, like, they're just enablers. They just come to you. Yeah, they just get mailed to me. You don't even have frequently. to... At this point, you don't even have to ask for them. No, uh-uh. You'll just get, get to work, open up your your mailbox, mm-hmm. mail cubby, wherever you keep your mail. The mail, your guy, mail comes. The mail guy comes. The, the mail guy the comes. The mailman, mailman will roll past with his little cart. He'll be like, uh, Vans for Jordan. Thank you. Here's a professional wrestling-themed video game for Jordan. Thank you. Um, Jordan already has every video game machine. And then uh, my boss will come in and say, uh, hey, Jordan, you have to go to a Bad Religion concert. <laughs> I'm like, again? 
more bad religion concerts? I have to go to so many of them. What's amazing to me is here I am I'm 27 years old. You're 26 sure. years old, right, Jordan? Mm-hmm. It seems like as far as I can tell, given that you you're programming, you're programming for a key demo of the 14-year-old boy. Yeah. They seem to do the same things now in 2008 that they were up to in 1994 well i including go to bad religion concerts (laughs) yeah yeah bad religion is still a thing i actually went to a bad religion concert last night is what i this was part of the skateboarding thing that i was um uh i was talking about um just funny bad religion side note i had actually never seen them live before which is um i i know uh, kind of unusual because I've definitely seen every other band of that stripe. Sure. Um, no effects. Sure. Specifically, no. I've effects. seen no effects a lot. Um, the Indigo Girls. <laughs> yes, the Indigo Girls. <laughs> that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, Ani DeFranco. Tig's finally on our wavelength. Thank you. Yeah, we're jiving now. Um, they do a funny thing. The guy did something that was really corny, which was uh, he'd talk between songs, and then he would. He would introduce the the new song. He'd say the name of the next song they were about to play in the sentence. Um, like he would be, it was real. It was something like you think Neil Diamond would do at in concert. Like he'd be like, "So guys, um, you know, when you get out there in the parking lot and you're driving away in your cars, let's hope you don't have no control." And then they would play no control. <laughs> He didn't do that exactly, but it was like, you know. But he did, that was Do they a, have a song called No Control? They do, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a pretty canny impression, though. Yes. So it wasn't exactly those words, but it had that tone and vocal quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was kind of funny. He did that on several occasions. Each time was just cornier than the last. Um <laughs> Were people impressed by it? Yeah, no, people went nuts because they knew what song he was going to play. Right. It was like, you know, it's like, oh boy, this uh, they need to clean up this Somebody... concert space a little bit. I think I stepped on a nail and my foot is infected. Everybody breathed heavily. Yes, they all did on their hands. It was very cold out there. There must be, there must be food coloring in the clouds because it looks like we're having some purple rain. Sure. Oh, wrong band. That's a bad re- bad religion, right? Yeah. Dirty, dirty, talking in the rain, purple rain, purple rain. I didn't know that y'all played music on this. Dirty, dirty, it's like half, half, half and half. half, half talking music. Rain. Um, yeah. So no, I yeah, I'm definitely. I, Do you mind? I, oh, sure. Being quiet and letting him oh. finish singing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, well, I'll, I'll just give you another example since we're doing sort of a variety show type of format. Um, it, let's say the uh, bad religion guy said, um, what kind of religion is our band bad? And then he would say, I'm bad, I'm bad, really, really bad. The whole world has AIDS right now to tell you. Just, you know this is costing Wait, us $10,000. The whole world has AIDS right now? <laughs> Did you just say that? Was that inappropriate to say? No, I just uh, Michael, don't. Michael if Jackson's that's been true, saying it for twenty years now. I it's he's a, he's some, America's favorite popular musician. He's a king of pop. I understand that, but that's some it way for me to like, find out. Honestly, and for take, everyone, it doesn't seem. Hear me like, out here. It's it, it's a little bit much to find out the whole world has AIDS right now. That would include me and all your listeners. 
Maybe uh, don't just casually start singing it to us. Yeah, Maybe. there's a nicer way to break that. Definitely, to us. just don't. Oh, world's got AIDS right now. Tell you who's bad. Tig, <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. You've Tig, got... you claim number You've one. Let's go to the root of this. <laughs> we need to go to the root of this. The How the whole this, world got AIDS? No, that is not what the root of this is, okay. Tig. Here's the root of this. The root of this is, you say, yes, I understand that Michael Jackson is the king of pop. You seem to, be, you seem to feel like it's appropriate for you to take that as red, to, to assume that we would assume that you know all about Michael Jackson. But it seems to me, pardon me, but it seems to me... Mm-hmm. Like you haven't been listening to one of Michael Jackson's greatest hits okay, over the again. past twenty years. The whole world got AIDS right now. Just tell you won't get AIDS. Uh, I yeah, I. This might be funny to you guys, but it's it's a little alarming to find out the whole world's got. <laughs> AIDS it's alarming right. to me. The whole world's you... got AIDS right now. Yeah, is currently. what the song says. It is a, that maybe we had HIV and could have done something to slow our death. It's yeah, maybe a, he could have been a little bit more articulate. Yeah, just a little clearer. Just in that moment when you're saying the whole world's got AIDS right now. Michael Jackson has sold over 50 million albums worldwide. I don't need Michael worldwide. Jackson facts, okay? Over 100 million albums worldwide. I just found out I worldwide. have full-blown AIDS, yeah. okay? He was we in the Jackson treatment. 5. You know what I think you should do? We need T cells. You know what I think you should do, Tink? What? Tito cells. Go on, go on YouTube. <laughs> uh-huh. Go on YouTube. Type in the Jacksons. Can you feel it? The the AIDS. Can you feel the AIDS tonight? <laughs> I can now. Wait. That can you feel? Can you? I feel? thought that's what that tingling in my arm was, but uh, I, I didn't know what that was. I'm I'm now seeing that it's AIDS. You guys, I'm so blown just, away because this is our generation's greatest entertainer. He dances like he he can dance like Fosse. Yeah, and he distracted me for years. Sing like an angel. Mm-hmm. He had important information about my reproductive health, and he withheld it by mumbling. Exactly. By being and, and you're just casually mouthed. slipping it into this conversation. I'm sorry, I didn't know that you guys couldn't handle this kind of stuff. I assumed you were real fans of the King of Pop. That was my mistake. I'm willing to admit my mistakes. Unlike some people here, I'm comfortable admitting my mistakes. My mistake is I assume that the two of you knew about the greatest popular entertainer of the second half of the 20th century. We're just saying he should speak up if he has important information. No mumbling when it's important. Yeah. Okay. So when you talk to him again... How about this? How about this, Tig? Hmm. When you can dance like that, Oh, I can. You make criticisms. I can dance like that. You can? Absolutely. Will make you some dance? criticisms. Will you do a dance right now? If I, if, I'll do the song. I would prefer to hear the criticisms. She, she can't, I'm going to take she her word on the dancing. Do you remember when we fell in love? We were young and innocent then. She's good, Jordan. Yeah. Did you see that dance move I just did? It's unfucking believable. Yeah. And I'm not even winded. Here, sing another one. It defied I'll, gravity. I can do 
A triple backflip. Watch, just sing. Okay. Ready? Go. I'll count them off. Man, you, will you? I'm do, gonna count you off the flips. If you, were you counting off the flips or the song? I'm gonna do you count mind the flips. I, 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 I can I say two. I don't know what song, song you're gonna sing though. Do you mind if I stand on this couch just to kind of get my momentum? That's good. No, that's perfect. Okay. I, I would prefer if you could uh, uh, go ahead on, on on the couch. Okay. Two, three, four. I don't know what you're gonna sing. One, two, three, three and a half. Holy shit! Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty Man. good. Yeah. With AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that counts as four, I think. Mm-hmm. Man. So um, you saw it here. All this talk. No one ab- else did. All this talk about Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney makes me want to go have a hayride. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, that's a good idea. Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. Who was talking about Paul McCartney? We were just talking about Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. We were. I think if you're talking about Michael Jackson, Paul McCartney is implied. I because your backflip was so good. I said it was like you had wings. Oh, so. ebony and ivory. No, sure. basically, no matter what, I'm thinking about the girl is mine. It doesn't. We don't even have to be talking about Michael Jackson. The doggone girl is mine. Speaking of dogs, I had a hard time finding my way here. Yeah. I guess I went to where 45 percent of the people go. Yeah, a lot of people because of a, a little the, geographic confusion. The direction Tig was around the corner. The directions that I was given mm-hmm. uh, said that I'm going to have to do a dog leg. I've never heard that before. Yeah. And so I wasn't quite sure how to do a dog leg. It's right. kind of unnecessarily folksy. Yeah. For someone to say dog leg. I was inspired by the with, vice presidential debate. With no explanation. Not like, um, oh, this might be a weird word, or maybe, right. maybe, let me explain to you what a dog leg is, or let me just tell you to take a left here and then a right here. <laughs> right. Let me but talk instead, like a human being. Yeah. He's just like, hey, you know, swing by, go this way, straight down this street, and then just dog leg. Hmm. And uh, when I got to that, I just thought, you know, I'll just park where I think I'm supposed to go. You know what, Tig? Hmm. I'm sorry. I've made another mistake, and I'm going to apologize for it. That is okay. I assumed, I assumed that you had good core American values. It turns out you're part of the Hollywood liberal elite. And I guess that Believe was a mistake me. on my part. Believe me, I'm very conservative. Very conservative. I'm. It doesn't. It sure doesn't seem like it to me. You seem like a coastal elite to me. You might as well be Seymour Hirsch, as far as I'm concerned. You might as well be. <laughs> that was low. You might as that well. That was low, Mister. Jeez, man. Maybe from now on, t- I think I've got a good nickname for Tig. How about this, Tig Nataro, and then her nickname is Frank Rich, from the New York Times. No, how New about York Times Tig? Op-ed writer Frank Rich. What's a dog leg, Nataro? <laughs> You didn't, I, oh, I got one. Tig AIDS Notaro. Well, they're all pretty good. I mean, I think yeah. we can all agree that they're all as pretty good. As long as there's Tig and Notaro, I'm, I'll know <laughs> as it's as me. As your name, yeah. Yeah, as long as whatever you throw in the middle is in between my name. Well, the idea is that it captures the spirit of what it means to be you in addition to just Old I- dog leg Notaro. Right, so that's good. Old dog leg. Right, good. Done. I've never known what caddy corner means. People talk about something being caddy corner to something else. I would always, I always think, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, I know what caddy corner, is. and you hear that. An at least. idiot would at know least what caddy corner you is. You hear that? Really? Yeah. No, me. I guess I do you hear it. I've heard it enough to be annoyed by it. Even Frank Herbert knows what a caddy corner is. <laughs> yeah, Frank knows. Yeah. Um, even Adlai Stevenson probably knows. <laughs> 
what catty corner means. Yeah. But not, I remember I was talking... Yeah, not every first... Joe Sixpack is yeah. saying... Sorry, I guess I guess at the cocktail party you were at last night with uh, Camille Paglia, and uh, shit, I ran out of Northeastern intellectuals. The late Norman oh, I'm, Mailer. I'm waiting to use Harvey Milk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, gosh. Well, I think what's important here is what we've learned in this segment of the show. We learned about a global crisis <laughs> that needs action. Mm-hmm. Well, the two of you did. This podcast. <laughs> Number two, we learned about who here is an elitist and who here is of the people. You mm-hmm. two are elitists. I'm of the people. Um, and number three, we learned finally once and for all what catty corner means. And we learned that we all have full-blown AIDS. I know that you like to ignore that. I'd rather you didn't bring that up. it's kind of a big deal. It doesn't seem like a big deal to me. It's been a long time. Okay. Got antiretrovirals now. We're just kind of going. We're doing okay. Magic Johnson has a TGI Fridays. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. As far as I can he tell, things are HIV fine. He has HIV and TGI? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. What can I say? The man is an, is an initials enthusiast. Mm-hmm. You get HIV, you also get TGIF. Yeah. That's how it works here in America. Now, in Africa, they're not so lucky. Mm-mm. You're lucky to get an Applebee's if you get AIDS in Africa. If you get H, if you're infected... God, this is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I've had close family friends die from this horrible disease. We're not, saying, we're not making judgments about their character, Jesse. Okay, that's true. <laughs> it's not a character assassination thing. You guys are right. Maybe I should spend a little more time with the New York Times op-ed page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't you go hang out with A.O. Scott? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan, Jesse, go. La, la, la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And uh, Tig Dogleg Notaro. What I like about Tig is that she sets a tone. Right from the introduction, she is setting a tone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I am going to be apathetic Mm -hmm. and mildly contemptuous of the goings-on, is what Tig says right from her introduction. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? That is something that's really a special skill to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually what we'd do to kind of do that was just would play Breaking the Law before we came on. Yeah, but, but this uh, works way better. This works so much better. And we don't have to pay the huge royalty fees. God, so. all of our money. Thank seriously, you. all of my money was going to Breaking the Law. It was good to just Judas Priest. I would have to write a check to Judas Priest, which Directly. is a real person. <laughs> yeah. That's a person. Um, Would you yeah. mail it to Judas Priest? Yeah, I got his address. It was hard to find his address um, because there's a lot of addresses were for the band Judas Priest, which I think is something different. Mm-hmm. There's a group of guys, none of whom are named Judas Priest. Um, but I used a reverse phone lookup um, on the internet, 411.com or something like that, mm-hmm. and I typed in Judas Priest, found him. Um, oddly, he lives in Belize. Hmm, I don't find that odd. Sorry, I mean... Sorry, sorry. I don't know what I did to get you all apathetic and mildly hostile. Um, I just, I just hope you're not going to bring this apathetic. No, on second thought, I hope you do bring this apathetic and mildly hostile uh, tone to Max FunCon. Um, I feel like Max FunCon needs a little bit of uh, hostility. 
Otherwise, everybody's just going to skate on by. You know what I mean? Hey, I don't want to. want to. I don't want to rain on the parade that's Max FunCon. But I was actually having a conversation with a friend about Max FunCon, mm-hmm. and um, she was talking about why she didn't buy a ticket for Max FunCon because it sold out. Well, why she didn't before it sold out? Because she uh, didn't have time because it sold out so quickly. Here's the thing, um, and I think it's a valid point. Um, you know. It's it's in, you know, uh, not a year, but close to a year. Yeah, it's in June. It's in June. So it makes that? it even more amazing that it's six sold or, out. That tells you the months. drawing power of, say, a Tignataro. How do you anticipate what you're going to be into a year down the line? <laughs> like, for instance, last year I might have bought a ticket to Kings of Leon Con. <laughs> but if it was just coming up now, I'd be like, nah, I don't want to go. Whereas, like, uh, last year I would have I bought a ticket to Madden 2003 Con. But sure. now... Now, if it was right now, we'd be mad in 2006 con. Right. You're not into the Kings of Leon? No, I don't like them anymore. You don't? No, they're fine. I I just got a little tired of it. He was really into them. What about this? Uh, Teresa might have bought a a ticket to uh, that, uh, the newer Band of Horses CD con six months ago, but now she would buy a ticket to the um, Band of Horses CD before the newer one con. (laughs) She went back and got that. So... Your friend did not want to buy a ticket to Max Fun Con because she thought she might not be into yeah. Maria, me, Chris Hardwick, and Jimmy Pardo by that time. <laughs> to be yeah. fair, she wasn't into any of that stuff now. Um, um, she, was, she was really coming to see uh, uh, Merlin Mann. Yeah, she just needed to get organized. She's not, she wasn't sure if she was going to be into life hacking. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I, you know. She might not be into Max Fun, Maximum Fun. Right. Next year. She might need just, to moderate her fun. You can't, can't go all out all the time. Mm-hmm. What you're going to be into. Well, you know what? Tastes are fickle. I, I've anticipated something, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I anticipate that she's not going to get in because the shit sold out. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just sour grapes. Um, there is a, there's a wait list. If people want to get on the wait list, wait list at uh, maxfuncon.com. But I'd, at this point, it might be too many people on the wait list. I don't know if I can get, anybody, get, it, get it more people in. I might be able to. Oh, yeah? Tig's got a wristband. If anyone wants to contact me directly, I can sneak in the back door. Here's what you do. You meet Tig at the service entrance. She pulls off her wristband. You tape it no, on. Jordan, you don't know how this works. You lick the wristband and then rub your wrists You're together. You're both wrong. You're both wrong. How do you do it? I'm not telling you, but guys, just call me directly. I will get you in the back door. Thanks. I have a buddy I need to get in. Can you have him I will. call me directly. Uh, what are you not understanding here? <laughs> Have him call me directly. I will get him in the back door. Now, when do you lick the wristbands? There is no wristband licking. Well, how it's do you get them to you, rub off? It's something you just, you know what? Have your friends and the people on the wait list contact me directly, and they're in. Okay. Should I lick for my free. wristband now? For free. For free. <laughs> Should I dry it off? <laughs> Where are they going to stay? Just have them contact me okay. directly. Jordan, it's a stupid question. There's a hot tub. All right, they're gonna stay in a hot tub. Sure. Okay, let's uh, let's do some momentous occasions. We I'm only playing two momentous occasions this week. I think the theme of our momentous occasions is maybe intolerance confounded. How about that? Okay. Hey, Jordan Jesse. Uh, I was I was just out riding my bike and I saw this lady in full Muslim regalia. You know, burqa, giant black robe, face net thing. Uh, and she was out running her dog. She was, she was like doing like 12 miles an hour, 
with her giant golden retriever. It was great. All right, love the show. Bye. It sounds like he saw this and just booked it for the nearest phone booth. Like he doesn't have a sound. Yeah, he was like, out of breath. He's like, and she had the face mask thing. Oh my god. Either that or he saw two things. One was he saw Godzilla destroying the city and called that in. And then he was like, oh, and I should call Jordan Jesse Go about the other thing I saw. But he was still out of breath from yeah. reporting to the radio station that Godzilla was destroying the city. One of the two. Yeah. But it is ultimately, this shows about multicult- multiculturalism, uh, respecting different people of different faiths, uh, creeds, Religion, so it's called a face net doodad, um, not a face net thingy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just I don't. Well, know. how it, do you know what he might have been describing? Of I'm an observant uh, Muslim woman. Yeah, but she might have actually taken her doodad off and put a thingy on. Well, not if Allah has anything to say about it, which he does. Okay. Well, you know what? So I'm wrong. Right. Yeah. Some, I'm glad that you can admit your errors just as I have demonstrated on this program that I can admit my errors. Too bad Jordan still thinks he's got a perfect record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Jordan, Jason, go. I got a momentous occasion here for you. I just walked through a bunch of protesters in front of a movie theater, and they were all blind. They were protesting the movie Blindness, I guess. Yeah, they were all uh, picketing. They're all blind. All right. Bye. Is this momentous because he believes he, he believe, he's excited that the, the blind are, are getting organized and motivated? They're taking political action? I think irony excites him. Because it's ironic that blind people who by their very definition uh, uh, are disorganized could get together to make their opinions heard? Is that what you're saying, Tig? That's exactly what I'm saying. I don't want to put words in your mouth, Tig. That's not what I'm here to do. I would love for somebody to put words in my mouth. I think it'd be more fun if you had no idea what you were about to say. (laughs) Yeah, that would be cool. (laughs) You just show up to any situation and somebody's, I'm sorry, somebody put more words in my mouth. So that's how it rolls. You know, you roll get show up, roll the dice and see what happens. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying tuna sandwich so much. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's a real tuna enthusiast. Another tuna sandwich for everyone. Okay, <laughs> my let's, treat. Let's take some uh let's take some uh regular telephone calls here. Those were irregular. Those were momentous occasions. Hi Jesse, hi Jordan. This is Lorita and I'm calling from Texas to say that um yeah, I just find myself more and more not going out and being a social person and instead just staying home and listening to Jordan and Jesse go. And I don't know if that's healthy, but um, it probably is because you guys are great and I love your show. All right, have a great Thursday night. Good night. Bye. That's fine. No, no, that actually is healthy because of the riboflavin. Mm-hmm. We put- yeah, but she doesn't sound healthy. But that's where it's probably unrelated. That's, yeah, it's an unrelated. You're not implying that we're making her unhealthy, are you? I don't know what it is, but she sounded like she was about to pass away. You know what she? <laughs> you know what she needs? What? A little bit of orange juice. 
Let me ask you this question. Oh, God. Up on your fucking orange high horse again. If you... Are you having any of these symptoms? Are you pallid? Uh, Are you having any looseness in your teeth? Uh, Do you find any madness creeping in? Um, (laughs) The best thing to do is get some orange juice. Possibly you could also suck on on a lime. Um, I'm just trying to keep people healthy here, Jordan. Yeah. Scurvy is a very dangerous disease. Oh, also, have you been out to sea for more than a year? Um, with any- Are you going round the horn? Or do you just dress like you've been out to sea for more than a year? <laughs> yeah, do you have a captain's hat on? <laughs> Something to ask yourself. If you are wearing a captain's hat, but you are not Larry Graham from uh, Sly and the Family Stone and Graham Central Station, then you may have scurvy. Uh, and our then final... you may be a redneck. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, join a softball league or something. Okay, yeah, join a softball league. Good, good advice. Uh, you know, uh, we've been talking about presidential candidates for your benefit, Tig. Mm-hmm. We've been ta- we've been asking listeners to nominate presidential candidates uh, who are not politicians, um, and in some cases, listeners have responded by nominating whole presidential tickets who are not politicians. The the key here is that we don't want these people. Uh, to have any kind of political experience yeah. or skill. No Beltway insiders. We're tired of these insiders who know about the process of crafting laws, who understand policy issues. What we're looking for more here Someone is... Someone exciting. Somebody just really fun. That, Add a little sizzle. Something that we can relate to also. Mm-hmm. Something okay, with the, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> Take it for president. Hey, Jesse and Jordan. Uh, this is John from St. Cloud with another possible idea for... Uh, presidential candidates. I got this idea after that uh, nice guy came up with the idea for Canada. I'm thinking, why should we stop that far? One of the biggest issues that's facing America today is border security. What is more secure than our two great mountain ridges? I say vice president and president, Appalachian and Rocky Mountains. And if you're wondering what would advise such a gigantic landmass, I don't know. Maybe some asshole like Raiders uh, owner Al Davis. Just what? Because Raiders what? owner Al Davis is not afraid to sign what bad boy. Understand none of it. What did you not understand? Jordan, let me walk you through it here. The oh, man no couldn't have been more don't. clear. What could be more secure than the Rocky and Appalachian mm. Mountains, number one? <laughs> number two, who could advise them? Probably some asshole like Al Davis. Somebody, the guy who, the guy who kept Gene Upshaw and John Madden on the same page is the same guy I don't know who can what keep any these two is. enormous mountain, mountain ranges. Mountain? Yes. I feel like you're just being difficult. No, you're right. Jordan? I understand perfectly. That's a great idea. That, Jordan, why, that thing for president. Why are you <laughs> reacting to me like I'm the Kings of Leon? On right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm turning my back on you just like I turned my back on them. Hey, uh, Jordan, Jesse, this is Troy from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I was calling with a presidential ticket suggestion. Um, I would like to suggest Tracy Morgan, television's Tracy Morgan, um, for president uh, because every woman in the country would instantly end up pregnant, which I think would be good. Um, for the VP to kind of balance the ticket because uh, Mr. Morgan can, can be a little erratic. I would suggest Fat Joe. Um, he's generous. He's kind. I think he would be a, a real asset um, in foreign policy affairs uh, as well. So, uh, yeah. Thanks. Bye. Presumably, uh, Fat Joe, because he's Puerto Rican. 
So he would be good at foreign sure. policy. He's a Puerto Rican guy. Are, I uh, think this is one of the strongest slates we've heard so far uh, because you get Tracy Morgan's sense of raw inspiration. Uh, you get Tracy Morgan's nonsense words. Uh, you get Tracy Morgan running around and taking a shirt off or something. Just something really cool and fun. And then with Fat Joe, you get a guy who's well-known for loving barbecue, uh, having both pink and purple mink jackets. What is Fat Joe saying? Uh, he had a lot of hits. He was in, he was in the DITC crew, Jordan. Yeah. Remember, we had a whole conversation with Dan Kennedy about, about Fat Joe. I don't, he met no, Fat I don't Joe remember once. that. Yeah, so Fat Joe's a, he's a fat man, mm-hmm. the fat Puerto Rican man, but he also Maybe has... Maybe that's what those people should have named their baby. Fat, fat Puerto Rican? <laughs> fat Joe. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea, Call him too. back. You know, it, we messed up. Him. Joe also has experience... <laughs> Let us your wife again. Joe has experience as a capo. Uh, he's led a, both a crime syndicate and the terror squad, mm-hmm. um, which is a rap group. Uh, I think this is a very, this is one of those cases where you pick a vice presidential candidate who lends a little weight, so to speak, to the presidential candidate's well, uh, like uh, qualifications. Yeah, I think here's what we need to right, ask exactly. ourselves, though, is like this, this is going to highlight like a lot of prejudices that Americans have, and it's going to bring a lot of kind of tensions to the surface. And I think we need to ask ourselves, is America ready for a fat president? Right. Or what about this? Is America, I thought it was a fat vice president. Well, he's a heartbeat he's away. He's a heartbeat away. Oh, true. Especially with Tracy Morgan's well-known erratic behavior. Mm. And drugs. Yeah. And drugs doing. Yeah. Now Fat, Joe does, now, Fat Joe does a lot less drugs, but he sells a lot more drugs. Yeah. And probably eats some. <laughs> he does eat drugs. It's yeah. a big drug sandwich. <laughs> he eats drugs. <laughs> a well-known fact about Fat Joe. I, do, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I'm glad that you did, Tig. Because I think you're, you, now the liability is, is on you well. if we get sued by mm-hmm. his Wait, vast Wait, if you empire. get sued, will they take all of this away? <laughs> Hi, this is Nick in Austin. Um, all I have to say is Chip Dipson and Dips Dobson for president in 2008. Period. Goodbye. Well, yep. Well, that is something we talked about previously. Yeah, I don't think he understands that those are names we made up and not real people. I know there are names that you can assign to fictional characters, and it will be the best name that a fictional character could have: Chip Dipson or Dip Dobson. But it's not a real person that could run for president. Yeah. Now, if you that had doesn't a, stop us here in this country. If you had a <laughs> if you had a baby, mm-hmm. which named, I'm going to named it. I'm, that's why I'm pointing at you, Tig. Mm-hmm. You're the one with a womb here. <laughs> if you, Tig Nataro, had a baby, named it Chip Dipson, had a second baby, named it Dip Dobson, then, for constitutional reasons, waited 35 years. Then this call would be appropriate to Chip Dipson and Dips Opson for president, right? Mm-hmm. Then it's appropriate. In this case, I think it's, it's inappropriate. And plus, I think that if it came to it, Fat Joe would be willing to shoot them both. <laughs> With guns. If it came down to it. And then eat them. Mm-hmm. Well, he wouldn't. The thing is, the one, the one question is, he doesn't want to get any blood on the mink. Sure. Hmm. So he might, it's also possible he might send a different guy from DITC digging in the crates or from the terror squad. That's also possible. 
is all I'm saying, you guys. I actually don't know Fat Joe. I'll be completely honest. Really? You don't know Fat Joe at all? No. Big Pun. Do you know Big Pun? No. The Big Punisher? Heavy D. No. The Boys. No. The Fat Boys. No. Tignataro. Well, that's a very ridiculous question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And uh, Tig Dogleg. Notaro. It's a good nickname. It really works as a nickname. It's a really solid nickname, I think. You don't seem excited about it. Ah, uh, this is the most excited I've ever been. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't, I don't mean to be rude. Okay, so on the line here, we're all about naming stuff right now. On the line, we have Trevor and Trish uh, from British Columbia. That's a part of Canada. Um, they, well, Trevor, you, you called, um, asking us to name, to, to give a, give a name for you. Uh, let us know what kind of name you were looking for. Okay. We're looking for a name for our soon to be born child. If it's a male, if it's a female, we don't know if it's a male or a female. If it's a female, we have a name, Naomi. If it's a male, we have no idea. So if it's a female, we can all go to hell over here. Yeah. 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 So you're saying this this is a big waste of our time. So you're fifty percent coming to us as supplicants and fifty percent coming to us with both middle fingers extended to the sky. <laughs> yes. All four okay. middle fingers. Now Trish, you're the you're the one with a baby inside you. How much baby is inside you at this point? Um quite a bit of baby. I I have probably um a few more weeks. Oh wow. So this is like actually this is pretty imminent at this point. It's a time crunch. Before that point, but. Listen, uh, if, you, uh, if you could have it so your water breaks while we're talking to you, that would be so exciting it would, uh, it would negate the really blatant fuck you that you've delivered to our mailboxes. Yeah, so just, just so you know, if that happens, great. If it doesn't, that's fine. You know, it's fine. We'll just continue to be offended. We'll just continue to be a little bit offended that we only get to pick one gender of the name. But on the other hand, on the other hand... Sure. We are genuinely honored that you've selected us to be the final arbiters of the baby's name if it is a boy. The non-negotiable final deciders. Oh, I've convinced my wife that it's, maybe, that it's maybe otherwise. Oh, no, this is contractual. This is on the right. internet. There's so, no turning back. Yeah. Um, now, Trish, you, you, guys have two, you guys have two babies already. That's right. Uh, or two children, I, I should say. Uh, what genders are they, and how old are they? Yeah, we'll have a, our oldest is a girl, and she's four. And the second one is a boy, and he is almost two. Now, on the message, Trevor said that you guys almost didn't decide on a name uh, for uh, uh, the boy until right. the baby was already out of the mom. That's right. Um, and that's a situation that we're going to try and help you avoid yeah, yeah. this time. Do okay. you, do you have, now let me ask you this, Trish. I know there's a, such a thing as a woman's intuition. Um, a pregnant woman has a, can have a good, strong feeling about what's happening with a baby. Do you have any strong feelings about what, what this baby, either what the baby's gender might be or, or what the baby might be like? 
not what it's like, but I have a feeling it's a boy. Okay, that's good. Yeah, it's a pretty good feeling. Is and, um, it active in there? Is it? Is oh, it? Yeah, is there a lot of active. movement? So it might yeah. be kind of a rabble rouser then. Um, yeah, maybe. Well, and our boy is already one, so I, I'm hoping this one is a calm boy. Gotcha. Kicks a lot. Hey, I have a feeling on what it is. I'm not really one for having feelings. Trevor, can I just girl. interrupt you for a second, yeah. Trevor? Are you a woman? Because I thought we were talking about woman's intuition. Okay. <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm half woman. I had three <laughs> sisters and no brothers. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you were a little rubbed off on you. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So what's uh, your feeling? Well, my feeling was that during the ultrasound, they didn't tell us whether it was a boy or a girl, but I saw a little something between the legs. And oh. Pretty fuzzy. It's hard to tell whether fuzzy already, huh? Exactly. Yeah, usually it doesn't get fuzzy until later. <laughs> that's interesting. My chest. Um, yeah, so that's my woman's intuition based on solid fact. Okay. <laughs> now let me ask you something. Based on looking at a screen. Okay, Tig has a question. I have a question. Here. Have you thought this through to the point of um, the day that you explained to your child that three people in Koreatown in um, Los Angeles named your child? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we haven't. I didn't, I didn't think as it was As long as it's not a name happen. like Butt-Butt, like you were <laughs> talking about. It. Well, even if it's like too much the most amazing that. name in the world, there are three people you've never met. No, now hold on, Tim. No, no, hold on. I've heard so much about Jordan and Jesse. I don't even, I haven't heard anything about you guys uh, on uh, the podcast or anything like that. Um, But I've heard so much from you guys, from Trevor, about you guys. Trish, you're not a listener is what you're trying to say. I'm not a listener, but Trevor is... um, She has has no clue what she's missing. (laughs) She's too classy for that kind of thing. (laughs) And you're open to us naming your child. Because... Um, Trevor Trevor is. The two of you are parents... You you understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't have any children myself, uh, besides my dog, Coco, who I treat as a child. Um, it's gross. Uh, Jordan's referring specifically to when I feed her from the baba. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the two of you understand that you can't always be honest with your child. And you can't always be absolutely honest. Is that correct? Well... Try, to, try to be. Yeah, like, yeah, have yeah. you told your children that you already have that dad is part man, part woman? <laughs> well, I think they know that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it's pretty obvious. <laughs> but there are, there are situations where you need to shade the truth one direction or the other. When you have children, as a parent, it's your responsibility in, in a way. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah, we have to clean it up, I guess. Clean up the truth. Exactly. So yeah. let's just say some podcasters in Los Angeles were to name your child, and for some reason your child asked where the name came from, you wouldn't necessarily have to literally say... Yes, you do. <laughs> no, what I would say is, my friends, the famous people on the internet... <laughs> we are famous on the you, internet. You know that's that right. thing that's yeah, 3D now? Hard. It's the future. Yeah, in the future, the internet is 3D, FYI, Tig. Oh, okay. It's 3D? Yeah, well, in the future, in the yes. future. When the child is old enough to ask about this. Yeah, the child will probably ask about it in an immersive 3D environment. <laughs> That's my best guess. Okay, so what qualities... Oh, also the child's a robot. What qualities would you like this child to have, um, uh, Trevor and Trish? W- w- what, are, what are you hoping for? Oh, calm. Calm is a good one. Um, okay. 
to Maybe having, you could adopt me. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty low energy. <laughs> you could take care of our kids. Or you could just have the baby get up at 4 a.m. every day. Yeah. And by the time, you know, podcast taping time rolls around, they'll be pretty comatose. Okay, so you want a calm baby. A calm, um, I guess a, a nice one, like nice to people and... and you want a nice baby. Caring, caring kid, yeah, caring kid. And, um, I don't know, smart. <laughs> you know what I'm hearing? Hmm. What? I think this, this baby might should get a sort of a, a name that's sort of presidential. Sure? I'm thinking about... You mean like Palin? <laughs> <laughs> now, you guys are... In, oh, a spendocrat. You guys are in Canada, so uh, all you have is communist oligarchs. But <laughs> here in America, we use something called democracy to choose our leaders. Um, it's a system whereby we vote for the smartest, most calm and collected person um, it, it, to, to you know, lead our nation. Um, so what about a presidential name? Do you think that has some potential? You know, actually, uh, while they were talking, I was thinking, and we, and we talked about this earlier in the podcast is what it came up. I was thinking Theodore. Theodore. That's a really good one because of Theodore Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking also, I've been thinking a lot he about... He was not a calm man, though. No, he wasn't. He was a rough rider. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's out. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> boy, did you screw up? Yeah, man. <laughs> you weren't listening. But let me. One, one thing I should let you guys know is that we have this extended network of family, family and there are certain names that are already used up. Okay. Mm. So Theodore is yeah. one that's already used up. Okay. A few others that we liked are already used up, and we're starting to get so fed up with it that we don't really care. So what so you're we, saying? We may we may name it a name that belongs to one of its cousins because it's ridiculous. I narrow it down to such an extent. I am staring at a poster of Curtis Mayfield. He looks <laughs> Yeah, he looks nice and fairly intelligent. He's got glasses on. He has glasses on, so he probably reads or he tries to, you know. He reads music. Reads music. He's smiling. Um How about Curtis? How does Curtis grab you? Now, okay, and now, and I, I think it's great of us that we're being diplomatic and letting them respond to our <laughs> thoughts. But I mean, I, I just want you to know, ultimately, we're going to decide whether you like it or not. So I mean, this okay. is very generous of this of us okay. to open this up to you. We're just brainstorming at this point, though. Yeah, Curtis, isn't that sort of a nerdy name? Have you seen Curtis Mayfield? I have seen Curtis Mayfield. Have yeah. you ever Curtis read Blow? Have you ever read the comic strip Curtis? It's about a young African American boy. Are you giving adventures. birth? To an African American boy? No, um, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, I think there might be some other issues you should work out with your wife. <laughs> well, I mean, but to I love dress- it. She's like, I don't think so. <laughs> I guess in two weeks we'll know for sure. We'll find out, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think something something to bring up is that yeah, I guess Curtis, Theodore, both a little bit dorky, but I don't know if you guys knew this. I don't know if you've gotten this news on your side of the pond, but, um, uh, I mean, you know, nerd is cool again. Yeah, nerd is hot. Geek is chic. Um, you know, so I think if cool you had... adult, but when you're a child, oh. nerd is still really bad. Well, also, I, don't think, just, I don't mind Curtis, but I don't like Kurt. Like, that's something you have to think about. Kurt. Yeah, just when, so you guys know, by <laughs> the way, when Jordan says pond, he's referring to the Puget Sound. I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like, I don't know. What, yeah. I'm referring to the Great Lakes. 
Um, okay, so here's an idea I had. Now, obviously, the two of us, uh, the two groups of us, um, me, Jordan, and Tig, and uh, you guys, Trevor and Trish up there in Canada, are making a sort of international partnership here to mm-hmm. name this child. Now, we'll be the deciders. America will decide ultimately. And I was thinking there's another really great international organization where America ultimately got to call the shots. That was the League of Nations. Oh, I thought you were going to suggest naming the baby NAFTA. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about Woodrow Wilson? Woodrow. Either either Woodrow or Wilson. No, I think that the baby's first name should be Woodrow Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Woodrow Wilson, baby, and then your last name. Like hyphenated Woodrow Wilson or all one word? Just Woodrow Wilson. Is there two W's in the middle or just one W connecting the two? There's two W's. Okay, so it's W-O-O-D-R-O-W-W-I-L-S-O-N. Yes. His name is like an email address. Woodrow Wilson 67 Maybe you should consider naming your child Woodrow underscore Wilson Mm. (laughs) Just name it Insane Clown Posse Fan 420 But think about it Maybe we could name it Hot Male If you name name it Woodrow You can call it Woody Which is a really great nickname Really fun nickname to have a kid in in your family named Woody Um might might be the target of some mockery, modest amount of mockery, <laughs> but what you're ultimately looking for is someone who's super classy, mm-hmm. right? Like Woodrow Wilson, who created helped helped create the League of Nations. Hmm. What about uh, after James Garfield naming the kid Garfield? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, okay. Maybe our names are too are too presidential. They're Maybe we it. shouldn't. Maybe what about Rappin Rodney? Yeah, that'd be good. Is that something? After Rodney Dangerfield's Rappin Alter Ego. What do you guys seriously though? What do the two of you think of Woodrow? Woodrow. Not you two. Oh. You don't get to decide. Join <laughs> yeah. and Tig. What I think you, you guys little... have nothing to do with this. There's an old woman that just walked out in a nightgown. Yeah, she's probably going to hang up some laundry. Yeah. Um, oh, I, maybe you might have said this again. I kind of tune in and tune out when I feel like it. Um, what What are your guys' other kids' names? I don't want this name to be they totally did disparate. Say. Did, Anna and Ryan. Anna and Ryan. So if we, you know, so if we do have something a little classic like Woodrow, it would stand out. Anna, Ryan, Woodrow. No, Anna, Ryan, and Woody. <laughs> they call him Woody, the Woodmeister. No, they don't call him the Woodmeister. This is not some <laughs> Rob Schneider sketch from Saturday Night Live. This is real life in Canada. But those are, okay, but Ann and Ryan are kind of two standard modern names. How about William? I bet that's overused in your family. That's my dad. Mm. How do you like your dad? I like him. <laughs> you, you do like him? I think he's kind of a dick. That's why I asked. <laughs> yeah, he's been really out of line lately. Yeah, jeez. He'll say some shit where... I don't know. I guess later on you can see how he would have thought it was okay to say, but like in the moment, it just makes you want to deck him. Um, but anyway, this isn't well, about your Okay, dad. Here, here's, here's, okay, this is off our presidential bent. I think, okay, okay. what do you think uh, about Max? Max. Is Max I, I, short for yeah. some, Max is Max short for Maximilian. Or Maxim. I have a friend named Maxim. Uh, who, our neighbor uh, is Maxwell. Okay. Oh, how about Hank? 
Like Henry? Henry. Henry. That's my dad's name. What do you think of him? Boy, the two of you with dads. <laughs> oh, man. Your dad's need to hang it up. How did I guess both of your dad's names like within 30 <laughs> seconds? Why don't you name the child after me? My name is androgynous and, and um, oh, but I'm not intelligent. You wanted a smart kid. Yeah, they were looking for an intelligent androgynous name, if I remember correctly. <laughs> you got Jordan in there if you're looking for unisex. What do we have? We had William in there. I'm not there. saying you should name the kid after me. but Jesse, Jordan, and Tig are all kind yeah. of unisex. Uh, I, I was really, I'm really hung up on Woodrow. Woody. Yeah, I don't. It's, I, I mean, I think what it's good, but great, I don't think it's what they're looking for. And what about a great Canadian prime minister, like uh, John Margaret Looney. Thatcher? Who? <laughs> 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 he is a prime minister. You got that right. Vicente Fox. Is uh, that a great Canadian prime minister? He's prime minister too. Yeah. Same. Emperor Hirohito. We don't have great Charlemagne. Well, we have here. <laughs> Why don't you name your kid Magna Carta? How about Jack? How about Magnus? Magnus is pretty sweet. No, Magnus. After the Magna Carta. Name the child Jack. Magnus Carter, whatever their last name is. I feel like every movie. Jack is going the right direction. I feel like Jack's going. Look, I'm on to something. Okay. Jack's in the right direction? Yeah. What about Jackson? That's kind of presidential. Jackson is presidential. Mm hmm. Jackson. I like Jackson. Jackson. What do you think, Jordan? You guys don't get to decide. Again, <laughs> guys. I want to be clear. This Please, is not you seem, your decision. You seem nice enough, but shut up. You've already <laughs> failed. Okay? Let's be clear. The reason you called is because you, you have, have called, already failed. You have called a podcast to name your baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, what do you like? Do you like... By the way, we are legally required to report you to child safety services uh, <laughs> after this program is conc- has concluded. Now, tell me this. Do you like the name Jackson? I like Jackson Pollock? Yeah. Andrew Jackson, one of our nation's worst presidents? They're ignoring us. Now, um... Oh, are you, we're, we're not, not allowed, allowed to talk. To talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Talk when we want you to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, My problem with Jackson, and also maybe with Woodrow, too, is they seem like they're last names. They don't, they don't seem like they're first names. No, they're classy first names, because you call them Jack or Jackie. I like Jackson. I'm with you, Tig. Jackson, I'm in. Yeah. I'm all in. And here's the thing Here's the thing about the name Jack, is I feel like every movie, the main character's name is Jack, but I know no Jacks in real life. I have never called anyone Jack. The only Jack I know is Jack Kennedy, and it's been such a long time since he passed. Uh, yeah, I've, yeah. I, well, I feel like our lives are intrinsically linked forever, um, you know. Anyway, what do you think, Jackson? We do have a cousin yeah. named Jack. That, that almost rules that one out. If he's really fun, you can call him Jackie, like Jackie Wilson. Mm-hmm. What about Lewis? Lonely teardrops. You know what? I, I think I'm going with Jackson as well. Okay, Jackson. It's decided. Jackson. Are you back on board? Jackson? I don't like the name Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I've never liked that name. What's your guys' last name? See, now you're the one who wants to name... They, they shouldn't say their last name. Oh, right. You don't want them to... But, sure. you now, Tig, you're the one who wants to name this child after Webster with this Lewis stuff. Speaking of naming it after Webster, what, what? about Emmanuel? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Name it after Webster? And Emmanuel Lewis is Webster. No, I know, but what, she said she Lewis. She said Lewis, which is Webster's last name. Oh, Emmanuel Lewis. Okay. Now I'm thinking maybe Emmanuel. 
I'm going. I'm back with it's Jackson. Kind of biblical. I'm back on Jackson. It's maybe a little. Biblical. Okay, we're all on yeah, Jackson. Yeah. Jackson. It's decided. Jackson. Name the baby Jackson. Jackson, it is, eh? Congratulations, you. Congratulations, you guys. And you can seriously, you can use any derivative of Jackson you want to refer to them colloquially, as long as Jackson's on that birth certificate. Yeah, and look, you might hate that name so much. You could call but him that Sonny. baby has a name now. Yeah, that baby has a name, and when you when a baby has a name, a baby has a future. Yeah, so we'll just you need you to fax that birth certificate as soon as you get it. Like no rush, but in the first like day or so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you um it, it takes like about 2 months to get a birth certificate in Canada. I no, I don't think You it need does. to get a rush no. on it. Yeah, yeah. You, you can you can gre- I know what it's like in communist countries. I visited I uh, spent some time in Laos. Um you just need to grease a few palms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, they just pulled. They only pulled you over and told you it was going to take two weeks because it looked like you had a relatively fancy car. They knew they could get some just, money just out of you. Give a bag of millet months, to the policia. Yeah, they said two months. Yeah, Jesse. Two months. Yeah, they said two months, not two weeks. Oh We're shit. We're going to need you to well, pay attention. Well, how about <laughs> this? You're going to have to. In addition to hard currency, you're going to need to throw in a few goats. Hmm. I know it's tough to find goats up there because you can use them for milk and meat. Um, uh, and they can't I know, survive the harsh climate that we have too. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. The frozen north. Well, just get some. Give so okay. So Neither here's what can you do: unnamed babies. Name the child Jackson. Uh, then when you when the police officer pulls you over, tells you it's going to take two months to get this birth certificate. You give him a few loonies, and uh, then you give him a couple of snow goats, and you're done. Fax it back to us. <laughs> do whatever you need to do to get access to a fax machine. I know you guys are mostly on teletypes. Um, do whatever you need to get a fax machine, and, and we're kosher. We're great. Sounds fantastic. Nobody's going to jail. This is the be- This seriously, this is the best thing that has happened to um, French, uh, uh, to Canadian American relations since either since the I went French the and Vancouver. Indian War or, or <laughs> <laughs> the War of eighteen twelve. <laughs> Or since Tig went to Canada. Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for uh, calling and letting us decide the name of your baby. Uh, Let us know when it comes out and that you decided to name it Jackson. Yeah, tell Jackson hello. (laughs) If you don't name it Jackson, go on the lamb. (laughs) We will hunt you down. Like dogs. Okay, we'll we'll talk to you guys later. Okay, thanks a lot. I love you guys. (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse. Go. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Take, would, oh. you, would you wake up? You're just looking at your messages on your phone again. Well, yes, what I What the fuck, Tig? I, my phone rings off the hook. You know what, Tig? After this segment, you are out of here. No. You are out of I'm here. not leaving. No, you are done. <laughs> I am not You leaving. are done. I am so D- tired, o- and I would like to... N-E. S- Hear me Done. out. Hear me out. I'd like to take a nap in your bed. <laughs> Seems reasonable. I'm. I do have some concern that it might be too soft or too hard. But if it's just right, you can go ahead. I like and do a hard that. bed. Mm. Mm. My bedroom is like a uh, a really nice. It's like a mahogany. Well, no, it's just a nice, clean hotel room. Like, there's no clutter. There's, you know, nice bed. Nice kind of innocuous paintings on the wall. Yeah. Maybe you have a boat or something. Mm. I mean, some, I've never really paid attention to what's in right, that. Right, yeah, you yeah. Know. Mini bar. Yeah. So. You should get a sleep number bed, Jesse. I'm just saying, is your bedroom 
nice enough for me to sleep in because I have to say my bedroom is really nice. My bedroom is uh, plated in gold. It's gold plated. It's got a hard bed for that reason, and it's very nice for that reason. You know, gold is the softest metal, though, so really you could pick a harder metal to make a bed out of. Well, maybe you have a diamond bed, but I can't afford that. I'm a normal person, not some East Coast elite. Sorry. Why don't you go back to your fucking Boston Yacht Club (laughs) with some domestic terrorist? This is getting scary. Jesse's just jealous of my diamond bed. You know who does have a diamond bed? My close personal friend, Mr. Fat Joe of the Terror Squad. You're just jealous of my friendship with Gore Vidal. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, to be honest with you, Jordan, I'm not jealous of your friendship with Gore Vidal, but I am so fucking jealous of your friendship with literary dandy Tom Wolf. (laughs) Yeah. Me, we'd hang out. Are you jealous of anything with me? Uh, have you ever, are you friends with John Updike at all? No. No, no, I'm absolutely not <laughs> jealous of anything about you. Sorry, Tig. That's all right. That's just how the cookie crumbles. Wow. <laughs> nah. Slick, slick I hope that wasn't too folksy for you. <laughs> Sorry, you guys, while well, you guys are busy doing this show to, Mi- to Wall Street, I'm doing it to Main Street. <laughs> yeah, two Sorry. different shows. That's yeah. how the cookie crumbles on the dog leg. Sorry, maybe you guys are, are, are busy talking to ru- Russian oligarchs without precondition, but uh, mm-hmm. me, personally, He sat in a pile of cool on the windowsill. You got it. I hope my, my dog, whose name is Lassie, but it is a different dog than the TV Lassie, but roughly equivalent, doesn't eat the pie. That would be a situation. We mm-hmm. get Doesn't get as much FaceTime on television. Exactly. Uh, but th- that might change. If, if I get elected president of the United States, I'm not saying I'm running, but if you want to vote for me, I'll accept your votes. Um, and if you want to change the Constitution so I'm eligible, that's fine. I'm just saying. I'm a very folksy guy. I'm a man of the people. You give shout-outs to... Um... Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm the kind of guy who you can relate to, like uh, Al Gore in the last couple of weeks of his campaign. Just a real populist. You, you know going to grow I mean? a beard? Absolutely. I would like to grow a beard very much, mm-hmm. but I cannot, unfortunately. Not of a, you know, a thick beard. You gave up on your beard, Jordan. I did, man. That beard, I, 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 I haven't grown a beard since I've had the ability to grow a beard, and I've, I've tried a few times, but the itchiness is just too much. I would love to have a beard so much. Don't you wish you had a beard, Tig? Um, I did have a beard. But? I, um, well, t- this morning was a very special... Sort of like a Britney Spears kind of thing. Yeah. You wanted a clean start. Yeah. I just I thought I'd shave up, yeah. head on out to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> beardless and see what the beardless world has to offer. Yeah. How's it going so far? It's a little itchy without it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just always itchy. Jordan, can I have your beard? Mm, no, I still might want to use it at some point. I mean, I know I haven't made good use of it yet, but at some point I'm going to have a thick, miraculous nerd beard. Yeah. Mm, there's nothing nobody can do about it. crazy, like, I have big eyebrows already. You have regular size eyebrows. You're, you're standard. Normal. You have lovely eyebrows, Tick. Well, thank you. They're very popular with people that like <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> sure. But I want them to be even bigger, like the... 
big. Like, oh, the kind that like an old crazy, explorer, like the guy with the crazy eyebrows that right. clearly is intelligent. Yeah. I know that guy. Right. You can, so you can sit at the gentleman's club, have a brandy. Yeah. And I also want giant uh, globe. You can look good in a pith helmet. Crazy hair growing out of my ears. That would be cool. Can you get that redone? You know, with cosmetic surgery. Have you considered that option? Uh, I could probably get extensions. You should talk to Dr. Rosinelli Medical Associates. They do male pattern baldness, but I bet they could work on this for you. Okay. I'm just throwing it out there. I just don't think... I think I just need extensions. Do, would you get the kind that's tied in or the kind that's... Tied. Yeah, though you would want the kind that's tied in. Because yeah. they do them one at a time. They yeah. look really good. Yeah. Here's, the, here's another thing that stood in the way of growing the beard. Uh, not to brag, but I have to appear on TV once a week. Right. And uh, the interim between no beard and beard is very awkward looking. Right. So I found myself appearing on television looking dirty and unkempt. Uh-huh. Uh, because I had like a half you know, a beard. Half Plus, you have so continuity issues. Right, exactly. Let's say you got to pick up that Frank Stallone interview the next week. Absolutely. Pickups are very common. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, I, so maybe, yeah, maybe if I have a stretch, if I have, I don't know, some sort of, if I get fired or I get locked in a cave or something. Fair enough. I'll try the beard again. Well, uh, so or itchy. stuck in quicksand. Yes. That'd be a great chance. That would be a, oh man, I wish, man. I'd love to just unwind in some quicksand, you know. Shake off the rat race for a while. That would be nice. That was my biggest. Our fear. our theme music is "Love You" by the Free Design <laughs> from their album, the best of the Free Design, available on Light in the Attic Records. A delightful album that you should probably buy. Um, you can find us online at maximumfun.org. If you have thoughts about the show or you want to call in, ask us a question, contribute to one of our action items. Two zero six nine eight four four fun is the number to call. Two zero six. 9844 fun or you can email jjgo at maximumfun.org uh tig where where are you headed to are you got any big rogue gigs coming up max fun con of course i do have max fun con um you got one of these myspaces you're just relaxing <laughs> before that you're just gonna want to save all your energy yeah yeah um how long is that two days yeah just a couple of days um I, you know next I'm couple always... of weeks we're wide open for the next couple of weeks you're working I'm always touring here and there. I'm going to San Francisco on the 14th. Oh, wow. Where are you going to be in San Francisco? At the Punchline. It's a nice club to go to. That's, I don't know if it, what it's like for a performer, but as an audience member, the Punchline is as good as it gets. It's, it's a really nice club. Yeah, it's one of the nicest in the country. Got a nice, 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 uh, nice management there. They know who's, who's funny and who isn't. They're great. And almost exclusively book the ones who are funny. They'll really go out of their way to book somebody who's funny, mm-hmm. which is unusual in comedy club circles, actually, as it turns out. It's tough. Um, so are, you, uh, are you performing with anyone noteworthy? I don't know who is on the show. Okay. Weinbach. Weinbach. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's Weinbach. No. But then also um, the Sarah Silverman program premieres on wednesday there you go sarah also, silverman yes. program on the comedy central it's the second half of season two correct that's how it's yes it's gonna built. follow um south park they were supposed to deliver an hour-long premiere and they only delivered a half hour <laughs> so they're filling that extra half hour with sarah's premiere which is on wednesday and then they're showing the second episode of the season on thursday the next day which is when the show actually airs yeah and so from every on thursday did you know this tig people still love south park 
It is a is a huge ratings winner in this year seventeen. I do know that. It's kind of funny still too. Yeah, I'd maybe say it's funnier than when it. Yeah. you know, South Park is one of those shows like um, King of the Hill, where I'll watch it. Uh, you know, uh, at a friend's or in a hotel room or something. I'll be like, "Man, that show is great!" I just start watching that, yeah, and then that's I just a really don't. good show, and then you never follow. Just never through. watch it. Mm-hmm. But like, you... well, I'm gonna watch this Firefly DVD again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's kind of how my TV viewing works. <laughs> anyway, 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 we'll be back next week on Jordan, Jesse, Go. We'll see ya. <laughs>